0: Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the not so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey! Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Oh, come teams. on yeah. so bloody, so you,
1: are you the Hi, it's season 6, episode 4 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family oh, Podcast. Joining me this week, Zoe Pearson from Watford. Hi guys. And Gilly from Italy. Hello. Right, um, let's talk about yesterday. Um... <laughs> Zoe, you and I—you were on the pod last week, and um, one of us predicted, optimistically, a five-nil win and dismissed Newcastle. And another one—one of us, um, in a jokey way, it has to be said—predicted that Newcastle would um, would win one-nil. I'm not going to say who said what, and we won't dwell on that. Um, but what
2: what what
1: went wrong yesterday? Oh,
2: everything went wrong yesterday. Um, I I was trying to. I sort of try and prep for the podcast as you know and I was thinking right is there anything positive I can start and say about that performance yesterday and usually I can sort of even in one of our worst performances I can usually pick out three or four things that I can sort of turn into a bit of a positive but yesterday was just it was like pulling teeth yesterday watching that performance the passing was was generally poor um in terms of we kept a lot of the ball, but it was just going back and forth, back and forth in front of that Newcastle defence. I mean, credit to Newcastle. They they defended staunchly, but my goodness me, it was just... Kane couldn't get a sniff. He, he, he You know, he, he had so few touches of the ball. He was coming deep. He was going wide, and then he wasn't really getting any, any sort of uh, contact with the ball. And, you know, they stifled us, and we've always got that problem where Teams put 11 men behind the ball and we can't break them down. It's been like that for so many years. And even when you add quality to the squad, you know we still can't seem to get over this thing of being able to break a team down. I mean, Ericsson was on the bench, um, and so he would be the, the likely person to sort of string things together. And, and to be fair, he he had a, he had an impact coming on the bench off the bench in terms of you know it went from a zero out of 10 performance to a one out of 10 performance but generally just the most horrible result and, and i i i did i did jokingly predict a one nil but the thing is I, I could see it all all ends up mm. you know the playing like we did against city is all well and good and, and we we took something from that game but you can't continue playing like that and it doesn't matter, how, you know, how badly a team's performing in the Premier League. They're still a Premier League side, and you can't underestimate them. And they got their goal, and they sat back, and they went away with the three points. And fair play to them, I think.
1: You're only going to get get away with so much luck. And we, we played three matches, and let's be honest, I don't think we would play particularly well well in any any three of those games. And yes, um, City weren't clinical a week ago and didn't take all of their chances and we took the few chances that, that we had that that's that's correct but um you know some sooner or later you've got to start playing well you can you can afford to have the odd game where you don't play well and you pick up pick up results so you know they always say that that's a sign of a good team that can play play poorly and, and still pick up a result but you, but you can't do that consistently over the course of a season um, you've got to you've got to put in some good good performances, and with with the greatest respect to Newcastle, Newcastle United at home, that's a game that on paper you should win. Um, gilly, dis- despite all of the shortcomings we saw yesterday, we, we had um, Harry Kane had a had a, had a he was through on goal, and um, there was a decision which which Mike Dean um, penalty decision uh, didn't give. To us, um, on another day, maybe a different ref- referee um, might have given that one all. Suddenly, you're back in the game. Could have been very different. Well, it
3: was, I mean, it was definitely a penalty. I thought, I actually thought both were penalties. I thought Shah on Son, and I thought certainly Lascelles on Kane. They go for the ball, they don't get the ball, they bring the man down. I don't, I don't think it's any more difficult than that, really. Um, I don't know how much you want to get into VAR, we seem to only be talking about VAR these days, mm. but um, I do have some, a couple of quick thoughts on it if it's this subjective thing they, they seem to come up with new little bits every time I can't see what sort of decision that a referee doesn't make if you look at the Kane one, let's leave the Son one, maybe that's a little bit more um, a little bit closer to, to decide what's going to, what sort of tackle is going to get overruled if it's not given by the referee because I've just seen it two minutes before coming on he just dives at the ball gets nowhere near it and brings Kane down that's you know if the referee's got it wrong on the pitch that's the whole point of VAR isn't it so I think there's that's a problem I think it's good that in some ways they don't want to completely um, undermine the referee on the field but the whole point of VAR is to is to Get wrong
1: decisions right. I don't see what what could be clearer than that one. To be honest, I wonder. I'm curious. I wonder if, if Mike Dean saw the incident himself. Whether he, whether if he had the benefit of of, um, of a replay, whether whether he would have arrived at the same decision. Because the more and more I look at it, I just can't. For the life of me, I can't see how that's not a penalty. Uh, having said that, look, it it you know. It wasn't given. That's that's football, um, and it, we shouldn't let that hide the fact that we were poor throughout. And I think they're two different things, mm. Jab. Aren't they? I mean, I agree with you completely. That's not why
3: we didn't, you know, didn't win. It's maybe why we didn't possibly get a draw. We may, you know, not look like getting otherwise. But the whole point of VAR, you have to separate that A bit. Like last week, people saying, "Oh, that VAR was." I saw more than a few people who were professionals in terms of journalists and stuff. Oh, so no, well, it was a great shame on City because they deserved to win. So, But, you know, it's handball, I'm afraid. Mm. That's the whole point of VAR. And, and that's the same. I think you have to divorce the two. It was a penalty. He got it wrong. The whole point of the guy sitting in wherever he's sitting is to remedy, clear. You know, I don't know how much clearer it can be, to be honest. Yeah. And that we didn't deserve, you know, we didn't lose because of that, perhaps. But I don't think that's the argument. That's the whole mm. point. VAR is a clinical, almost surgical remedy for these sorts of things either you think it's worth having or or you don't for these sorts of situations I'm not quite agnostic on VAR you know I'm not madly against it I can see the reason for it for me you know like you know I'm of a certain age I've been watching football for over 40 years I've learned to live with it you know these you know these decisions that go for you and against you and that's fine but if VAR is going to be similar and I've heard red people again today and heard other people Say so will even itself out, but that's not the point of VAR. The VAR's going to get away from that. To me, always as a Spurs fan, misguided concept of things even
1: themselves out. I th- that's
3: the whole point of it.
1: I think know. it's. I think it's. And I, and I say this as somebody who's who's not a big. I wasn't a big a- advocate of it. It's. It's always. It always has been, and it always and it will still be for the moment. A work in progress. It will yeah. improve. It will get better. Um, it's there now. It's a reality. Um,
3: but yeah. Well, clearer uh, than that one though what's he going to overturn? I'm fascinated to see what's going to be overturned if the ref doesn't give a penalty for a challenge uh, like that I'm, I'm intrigued to see what could possibly uh, <laughs> could possibly over overturn it it's fascinating
1: yeah um, how we set up yesterday I, I strike me in the first half um, and Spurs were attacking um, the, the the end that I was in the south um in the first half which is not normal usually but that's the way it was um and it's it it appeared as though we were very very narrow i did i looked at the lineup and i thought at the beginning i thought to myself you've got mora you've got sun you've got kane i'm not a big fan of mora and kane starting i don't think it's a way to work well in the past i know there have been there have been games notably last season at old trafford when and both of them got, got got on the score sheet when he won three 0 But I generally don't like that combo. Um, I, I, despite his heroics in in uh, in Amsterdam, I still I still think if everybody's fit, um, I'd rather have Mora uh, on the bench coming coming. Coming on to make an impact. Um, we had him, we had Kane, we had Son, and it just seemed a little bit congested in the middle of the park, um, and they all seemed to be sort of running into each other's space, and we just looked really, really narrow. And I think Zoe, you touched upon this earlier about how teams, and this is this goes back to I remember when Harry Redknapp was was manager, um, maybe the after that, where teams would come to White Hart Lane and they would make it difficult. They would park the bus, um, and there, are, I think there are really only two ways of breaking that, well, there are a number of ways, but there are two ways that you, that certainly you, that you can break it down. One is to have that sort of creative player like, like an Ericsson who which we didn't really have. We had Lamella, um, and I know there's a question on him further down the running order, um, to, to open up you know, defences with a killer pass, or to use the width. Um, we never really, under Pochettino, we, well, we don't really play with wingers as such. We have in the past played with wing backs, um and I'm sort of thinking... And going back a few years, 2016-17, peak Danny Rose, Carl Walker getting round the back. We don't have that in in the side, and yesterday I was looking at Carl Walker-Peters. I thought he did OK first half, but when he was getting forward, he just seemed so isolated. Nobody was... It was very little support. was tended to be the closest player, but it was very little players making runs, and it, it just looked all very narrow and predictable. I think second half, the beginning... Pochettino looked to have addressed that, it sort of looked almost like we were going four-two-four with the Lamella switched onto the left wing, Sun out on the right and Moura and Kane up top, um, but we, we couldn't break them down and then Eriksen came on and it was all just very depressing, it really was.
2: I was at one point. I was watching the game, and I was, I was begging Carl Walker Peters to just, just try and take your man on. Just try and commit him. You know, run at him, and you know, try and switch it up a little bit because every time I, it got to a point where I was watching it at home, and I was saying the players' names before the ball got to him. It was that predictable. I was saying Toby Sanchez, Winks, out to Walker Peters. Uh, back to so i was saying their names before it's, and if i'm watching that as a spectator i mean i'm nowhere near qualified as a football expert you know I, i've never played a game of professional football in my life but if i'm sitting watching at home saying that then newcastle are going to read it all day long and you you know like you say you're thinking of danny rose back in his prime and you know, he's at one point he's he's taking those players on and trying to get past him. And every time we went out wide, it was a case of either passing it to the nearest player or passing it back to the centre half.
1: Mm.
2: Genuinely, genuinely was. And and then, you know, I know there's like you say, there's a question Lamella later on down the line. But he, for me, Eric Lamella is not an Ericsson type. He doesn't have that creative. Um, foresight in in terms of picking out a pass, going forward, you know it's it's all very backwards, sideways, sideways, and uh, you want him. I will, I will, Eric Miller so much. He's been here for six years, and I just think I want that one season where everything falls into place for him. But he seems to do this thing where he has a brilliant preseason. The first couple of games, he's you know he seems to do well for himself, and then he just falls back into that same mould again and you, you know i think seen people on, online questioning why he's starting and you, you can't help but ask, ask that question now, what is it that Pop is seeing in him that we aren't I, I you know I, I know Pop is more pretty he sees him on the training ground but you know for, for, the, for the life of me I can't work out why he would be playing in the number 10 role I, I, I don't know maybe it's you know it's a positional thing. Maybe, he's, maybe he should be the one that's playing out, you know, wide right or wide left. But he certainly, for me, is not. A, he's not creative enough to play that number 10 role. He really isn't.
3: I think Zoe makes a really good point there about willing. Um, I thought that was very damning about that you could predict who, who the ball was going to. I think you're absolutely spot on. I think that, you know, it's just going from side to side, backwards a bit, and then sideways. But I think you make a really good point about willing... KWP to take someone on. One of the things I noted down yesterday is that we needed to be less patient. We needed to take more risks. We need to have more risks, more shots from outside the box, because they just had 5-4-1, very narrow, sucked us in. They were very good at going sideways as we tried to go wide. And what we don't do, and people go on, I've read on here again, you you know, you read things and you hear people, I've got a couple of people who went to the game yesterday, friends of mine. They keep going on about Man City would have won 3 nil, Liverpool would have won 4 nil. What we don't do in wide positions is overload teams. We we get wide, and Sun might take on the man one-on-one on occasion. Even Harry went out wide and did it once to good effect. But we don't overload teams in wide,
1: in we,
3: wide we positions. We used to so vote. Use, yeah, at the moment, we're not. But when they're very narrow, you can't just go through them very easily. So you need to do something else. And I just thought we needed to take more risks... Earlier, you know, that even shots from outside, just to put some pressure on. Maybe go for a corner. Maybe have a rebound, like against the Villa. No, we'll, I think we'll get onto this later on. I'm sure, Jav. We're do we're not doing a lot of
1: things that we used to do. Mm-hmm. Before. Well, we. I, I, I said that 2016-17 season when when Rose and Carl Walker, up until Rose's injury, end of January that year, 2017, were creating a lot of chances. Um, we were. Brushing teams aside, I've got it in front of me. Five nil Swansea, <laughs> three nil Hull, um, four nil West Brom, four nil Stoke, um, uh, four nil Watford, four nil Bournemouth. I think there was another four 0 to Stoke again. You games. West
3: Brom one, did you? Was
1: West Brom, West Brom yeah, four 0 and there's another fifth, another four nil Stoke, but I can't see why is it not. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, uh, we just we seem to be a shadow of the team that we want. So, and you're right, you know, we, we, fans will will compare us to to City and Liverpool because they they set such high standards. Well, okay. Certainly, City have over the last two this first season. Now, Liverpool last season showing it this season as well. But you, you don't even have to make that comparison. Just just compare. Like you know, we, we don't have to look very far. We've just, we've just got to look at ourselves from a few years ago, and we are not the same team. And yes, players come and go. Some get older. Some get you know more prone to injury, and you need to replace them. But we haven't. We haven't done that. Um, it appears we're in a you know in a phase of rebuilding or in in in, in transition. Um, the goal that we conceded yesterday. Um, I, I just look back at that, and I just think that was that was woeful, and it was it was Villa all over again. And I think um, both Rose and Sanchez were were culpable for that goal. Really, I think they should have done better.
2: Absolutely, I think it was it was actually a carbon copy of the goal that we conceded against Villa. You know, with Rose sliding in and Sanchez looking like a you know headless chicken, but. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of argument on, on on social media about if Jan plays, we don't concede that goal. And I I, I, I understand that there's frustration about why we're not playing the Tongan. And I think, you know, you made a point on last week's pod, Jav, about um, how I can't see Sanchez being the one that's... I, I don't see him being t- dropped out of the team. I Like I said, I think he is a mainstay and people are going to have to get used to that. But the problem is, is that how long do you... When he's when he's performing like like that, you know, you can't necessarily justify Jack, Jan's place on the bench when you see the ball over Sanchez's head. I mean, any defender yeah. can make a mistake, obviously, but you know, you know, is it going to be a case of having to suck it up and just and and let Davidson learn on the job? But, you know, <laughs> I, I don't I don't um, I don't know what the answer is, and I'm not entirely sure that Poch knows at the stage. Um, that's the impression that we're getting at the moment. That everything's very much up in the air, and, and it seems like we've got this deadline of the eight, eight days from now when the when the you know the window slams shut for all the other teams in Europe, and then everything settled settle into place. But I don't know. It's just very poor goal to concede. And once once Newcastle got the goal, that was it. There was they they you know and. They did frighten us a couple of times after that, but they were quite happy to just sit back and take it and and hope to to at least come away with something. And and to be fair, you know, you can't analyse that performance yesterday and, and without giving credit to Newcastle, you, you really can't. They defended so well. Um, it was it was it was almost impossible to 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 see us forming any sort of attack against them just because they were so well re, well regimented defensively.
1: They were, but 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 a good team, um, not a team who was average or below par yesterday. A good team should be able to break that break that down. Um, they should, or at least, at least be seen to at least have a few attempts on target. And we were just nowhere yesterday. It was just, it was just woeful. I'm tr- I'm trying to. Like you said at the beginning, trying to find a positive. I'm trying to. I'm looking for a player that I can say had a decent game. I don't think anybody covered themselves in, apart from Hugo, who didn't really have much much to do. I don't think any of the outfield players covered themselves in, in, in glory particularly. Um,
2: not one of them. They were. They were all a zero out of ten yesterday. That's that. Unfortunately, and that's that's the horrible thing. There there is no positives to take from yesterday's performance, and that's. I'm not. I've not had that feeding with Spurs for a long time that to watch something and, and not be able to take any <laughs> positives from it at all
1: you say yeah. that but
2: um,
1: you say that and that's true and whilst I, I, I fully agree with you because there was something about yesterday's defeat and it really did hurt it hurt in some ways it hurt more than the Champions League final because with Champions League final you know it's sort of it's two good teams it's 50-50 you know there's a possibility you, you're not going to you're not going to come away with with with, with the Holy Grail, but yesterday there was a feeling of you know this is a game we should win on paper. We're at home, it's Newcastle. You just come away feeling so deflated, just not just by by the performance, but you start to think, well, actually, are we as good as we think we are? And uh, uh, there's a bigger picture here for me, which is the last fifteen um, league matches from Burnley when we played Burnley away back in February. And that was a game when I think we were, I don't know, however many points behind the rest or something like that. We we weren't too far off and there was three teams in a title race, although nobody in the media seemed to take us seriously. And that was a game that I I seem to recall that if if we had won at Burnley and then went on to win all of our remaining games... um, we would win the league. That was that. That's the position we were we, we were in at that point. Mathematically, I'm not saying it was ever possible, but that's the position we found ourselves in. We lost to Burnley, we then lost to Chelsea, we drew to Arsenal, we lost to Southampton, we lost to Liverpool. I'm not going to read the whole sequence, but basically, the last 15 league matches, including the treble of this season, we've only won four of them. And Do you know when the last time? A question for either a few quick, true, true of you. Quick trivia question. Do you know when the last time we won a game in the league away from home? When that was? Oh my gosh! Not off the top of my that, head, no.
2: That, no, it's terrible. It, we should, we it, it, should, <laughs> it should just be there, but you know it does. You do, you don't realise how terrible the form has been in the league. It Really has been shocking yeah. form. I so, forgot.
3: Um, I knew that were, things had been bad if you looked at it from last season, uh, but until I've seen the things online today, I hadn't realised quite how bad it's
1: had, it had been. So our so last away win in the league. I mean, I know we we beat Dortmund. Um, Away from home, uh, and I think did, did we did we win this? I can't remember now. We we did win the second leg against Ice, didn't we? Yeah, for, yeah, three to the, yeah, the yeah. Um, our last away win in the league was back when a player recently departed. GK crossed it for Harry Winks to head it against Fulham back in January. In the midst of
2: winter. Weird? Yeah. Unbelievable! Yeah.
1: Unbelievable! Yeah. So did- you know that. That then begs the question. I mean, you know, in the past, after a game like yesterday, you just sort of say, "Well, you know, they're mitigating circumstances, a particular player was injured, it was just one of those days, etc." But it—it's. I'm just—I'm really concerned, and I'm, and I'm thinking: Are there are there, are, there, are there deeper deeper problems there? Pochettino referred to. Um, the fact that the squad was unsettled the most since he's been there in in the last five years that he's been at the club this is his sixth season. Um, yeah, that that might well be, well be the case. The uncertainty over Ericsson's future doesn't doesn't help, and I think that situation needs to be resolved one way or the other, and we just need cl- closure on it. But then you've got all the stuff with Jan I mean, what's what's going on? And I seem to recall when Trippier left, did he not suggest that things weren't happy behind the scenes? He did.
3: He did say, yeah, uh, and I think a, l- a
1: lot of yeah, people, a lot of fans gave him stick for for, yeah. for saying that.
3: Can I just on one on the Davinson Sanchez thing very quickly? Mm-hmm. This year they've sort of changed it around. He's on the left side now. Well, I think that's a good idea because then it frees up Toby for his passing more. But maybe because yesterday, I mean, just he lost Joe Linto three or four times during the match. You didn't know, seemed to know where he was. Uh, obviously Rose, I think, as a fallback, you know, everyone going on about bombing forwards and getting crosses in, but a fullback's really got to be alert to cover his uh, his central defender. There's no one near Rose, so he doesn't have to. He's, he's not worried about someone running into the box from there, and he, he was really slow to a uh, to react. But I just wonder if Davinson's sort of not quite as comfortable on that left side, and you know that because jo- like I say, Joel Linton lost him three or four times during the match. He didn't seem mm. to know where he was, and that. That, that was a worry for me i don't Did- know but i thought it was very interesting the the chat you had last week on the thing because i hadn't considered that potch has put him in he's the future and he needs to say needs to run in the side and as, and the sort of teething problems to go to spurs 2.0 as they call it
1: yeah. we're going to maybe yeah. have to
3: put up with a bit little bit more of this sort of stuff you know because he still seems we played diamond in the first two games 4-2-3-1 again yesterday and you know, there's a lot of tinkering going on, and like you say, there's a lot of seems to be trippy as well. right, a lot of unrest, if you believe it, in the background. So it's uh, you're right to be. I'm really concerned now with this stuff around Yan uh, because it's like no one's sacred. I mean, you think Yan was you know, as solid as they come in terms of relationship
1: and uh, in the side. Just just on the on the on the on the on the Sanchez theory that I put out last week, and it's only a theory. Um, I think that at some point you you you're the, the, any club, any team, it, it will start to age, age, and you, you, you there's, there comes a point in time where you have to start to re- rebuild. This, this, this happens at, at, at every club, um, and there's nothing wrong with betting in Sanchez. He's a good player, and um, you need to, at some point, have one eye on the future. Um, and I, I, my theory, and it's, it was simply that, was that, was it, there's a reason that he's in the, in the team because of. One betting him in the future, and two because we like to play with a high defensive defensive line, and he's quick, and maybe Yan is slowing slowing down. That's that is just the theory. I don't know because it's far too easy. No, nobody knows the reason, and it's far too easy to say there are just there are contractual stuff. Anyone can say that, and it might well be the case. So I was just looking at a football a footballing explanation rather than. I think it's very any, than anything else. But but the fact remains. Um, you look at it and you think we haven't done particularly well. At least two of the games that Sanchez has been involved in, he hasn't covered himself in glory. Him and Rose, um, everybody knows what Yan can do. Forget about state. He might be. It might well be that he's off the pace and, and yeah, and he's not fit enough or, or, or any of those, you know, something like that. But we know. If we're going by past form and and where he is, we we know that Jan is a top player, and now it's got to the point where you almost, um, he's got he's got to start the next game. It's 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 the North London Derby, and we need to start with our strongest team. It might well be that Pochettino does that, and and he's you know. B- 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 a little bit slow, or or, or whatever reasons. If they were if they were footballing reasons, that Pochettino had for not for not picking him might might be exposed. But um, at this point in time, you've got to say that um, we need Jan back. We need that balance. I think do you know what? I I've, I've always with Sanchez. I think his best position is in a back three, simply because you've got Alvarado and the as a, as the two sort of main centre backs on on the on the right and the left. And you've got Sanchez who can sweep up um and he's got his pace and it, and, it, and he can cover them, but we're playing with the back four anyway, so that, that at the moment, so that that's yeah um what
3: surprises me quickly is that have I've not heard anything or seen read anything from Jan. he's just gone completely, just just says nothing about it. It's quite a big thing for him at his age. You know, you think I don't know. You know when Toby was all going through, you couldn't stop him on social media and stuff. But Jan's just sort of—it uh,
0: mm.
3: just seems to have disappeared until.
1: He... Well, it's a—it's a very strange situation because Alderweireld, when there was similar, when there were, you know talk of Alderweireld not uh, not signing a contract, and then he wasn't wasn't picked because. Uh, perception was well he's not signing a contract and and he's not committed etc etc um eventually he, he bought his way back on the team and over the last year or so he's still been at the club all of last season and into this and he's he's just got on with it and he's been very professional and and that's that and yan um he didn't make the first game the last two he, he made the bench it's you know, there's been talk of uh, Perhaps he's he's had a Barney with with Pochettino, Who knows? And then then there's this whole thing with his black eye. Either if you see that, I mean, is that just yeah, a I saw that. I something saw that. Yeah. something normal, or is it? Are we reading more <laughs> into it? I read something. You know that you get these ITK um, accounts on Twitter, which are largely tongue in cheek. I mean, a lot of people read them and then start criticizing them. And and, and there is one I, I've seen which is just it is just a complete piss take and um this one had tweeted something like oh i was on the phone to um eric dyer and yan and kane had a big 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 um argument um and yan was it was was supporting pochettino and didn't like what kane, to, kane had to say and then kane punched um yan in the eye hence the black eye and then eric dyer called yan a bit of a pussy um it's all you know it's all, it's all <laughs> amusing but you do wonder is there anything any any more to it than, than meets the eye
3: apparently kane had a fight with Erickson the week before didn't he apparently that was something i read he's very busy harry <laughs>
1: got so
3: much time in a way
2: it just reminds me a few years ago do you remember after one of our um it was under sherwood and apparently, they said that he came in and he punched Michael Dawson in the face or something like that. It's like something went around social media about that, that they had a fight then. And I'm thinking, God, they, they're just rehashing these old stories, aren't they? Surely. Because that's bound to be true, isn't it? You can see Michael Dawson getting into a scrap with him. My oh, goodness me. But then like, I've seen another ITK that, uh, account saying that, telling um, about Deli Ali's um, hamstring injury, and they're worried that it's going to end his career. And I'm like, what the hell? What, where are these people getting this information from? You know what I mean? I mean, I know Delhi's and and a quick thing about the, the match yesterday. I think we I think he's a huge miss. If if people can't uh, can't see what Delhi Ali does for this team, all you have got to do is see yesterday and see exactly how much we miss him because it was just ridiculous how you know much his athleticism can can actually turn a game for us and we were missing that hugely yesterday.
1: Takes risks as well, Delhi. Yeah. yeah, he's one you mentioned earlier about um missing Ericsson and Lamella not quite being an Ericsson type. Um Delhi is not not similar he's not he's not the same sort of player, but he can he can pick a pass he can make runs and, and draw and, and, and draw defenders. He can make runs and uh in between the lines and, and, and get goals side and and get your goals. Um he's a clever little player and you know, those, those nutmegs and, and stuff, um it's not showboating with him. There is there is That's there defenders. tends to be sorry, go on Jeff. There, I was gonna say that there there does tend to be an end, end product with it. He
3: catches defenders off guard because they don't. You know he, that's how clever he is. You know these little flicks and little slide rule passes. His movement. He just. Yeah, I, I think I think that's really true. I think that's a really good point. We desperately missed him. Uh, missed him yesterday because he's just like a block of a wall in front of us down the middle.
1: Mm. Um, some questions, comments from listeners. Um, always learning. Uh, his Twitter handle is at Nate underscore Ha. Um, that was so poor. But a win next. Week and all will be forgotten. He uh, just goes on to say, not feeling especially confident though. Do you know what? Strangely, I am about next week. I think that all, all form will go out the window. It's a, it's a derby, and I can see us getting something there. Um, and if we do, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll 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 be jubilant about it and and whatnot. If we can we go and get three three points, but at the same time, if we did, I can I can then see us having a little tiny bit of re- regret and looking back and thinking, well, if only we'd we'd. Picked up three points the, the week before. Um, John Lerone, John Steggles, could Ben Stokes have rescued that <laughs> performance? In reference to um, Ben Stokes' uh, heroics yesterday um, in the Ashes, uh, he probably could have, you know. I mean, I'm sure if Ben Stokes was w- w- with an option on the bench and we could bring him on at half time, he, he couldn't have done any worse than um, the players risk. that played yesterday.
3: Took risks, Ben, yesterday.
1: It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Took risks. Brilliant. Uh right, um some questions on Lamella. So, uh, first you got Neil John who says, What is the point of Lamella's right leg? oh he's, he's standing on, like that that much. Um he's not by the way, he's not the uh, to address John's question, I, I, he's not the fir- he's not the first left foot footed player that I've seen that's all all left foot. There's quite a few pl- left footed players over the years that tend to be very much very much left footed. There used to be a player at Aston Villa um in the in the nineties, um, a striker. Whose name escapes me, I think it was Milosevic. And he was completely left footed. I mean, you know, he would control the ball with his left. He would all it would always literally be on, on, on his left. Um and then you've got a question from Richard Healy who says, It's worrying to comment that from someone who was at the game today, Lamella, who's got a different view on it, Lamella looks one of our better players today. Yes, he gave the ball away once, but at least that was that was that was from a good position he had taken and trying to make something happen. and He goes on to say, "Is our current midfield created enough to break down stubborn, stubborn teams?" Uh, which I think that we discussed earlier. Um, uh, and he just says they clearly weren't today. Lamella, where where do you stand on him? I come to you first, Gilly.
3: Um Well,
1: I'm a big fan of
3: Lamellas generally. I must say. I didn't think he had a particularly good game yesterday, but I didn't think he was—I didn't think he was the only one by any means. As we've said, um, on the one-footed thing, Maradona, of course, was uh, probably the best example of mm-hmm. a yeah. left-footed player. I do get a bit annoyed about it because I'm—I was left-footed and I worked really hard to so I could at least swing my my right. But uh, so w- for me, when they're 18 and they're only one-footed, whatever foot they've got, that's one thing. When they're at their testimonial and they're 35, they're still one-footed. I get a bit annoyed about it. I think Lamella yesterday, I do think where he was yesterday is arguably his best position. I thought even though he tried to keep things moving all the time, you got his usual um, hard work, it just didn't come off for him yesterday as it didn't come off for all of them. I didn't think he was quite as um, he's not in Delhi's class in terms of taking risks and being that little bit off the cuff or doing that little pass that maybe people haven't seen or even last week before we had got the corner for the goal. It was his little nice, lovely little dink chip over the top that Kane and Ericsson got onto and just got cleared. And I didn't think he was quite at it yesterday in terms of, in terms of doing that. But I think, again, it's, you know, these people, they don't act in a, you know, in a bubble. The, the whole team just got sucked into this 5-4-1 wall of Newcastles. Um, so, yeah, it was disappointing. I, I mean, I, I like him. I think he's a really talented player. He seems to be fit at the moment. It just didn't come off for him yesterday. But, you know, he's never going to be... He's not going to sort of pull the strings and dominate a game in the way that Ericsson will. But like at Man City, as an extreme example, because he didn't do that all the time either, he scored a goal, you know, put in a good cross. And he can make those little bits of difference, I think. And we're we're lacking that with no Ericsson or Deli, And maybe he's not enough to win you a title or even, you know get to a Champions League final, whatever, but he's probably the best we've got at the moment Mm. and see why he's playing him. And and I am a fan, you know, I must say. But, yeah, I mean, he wasn't
1: amazing yesterday. Zoe, you you touched upon Lamella earlier. Um, So I've got a question for you, a broader question. If if Ericsson does leave, and at the moment he's, you know, other than City, he's he's, he's been on the bench for, 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 for the two home games. So, um there is a likelihood that he might he might not be here in, in, in a week and a bit, bit from now. Um, if he is sold, where does that creativity come from? Is Lamella the person to deliver that? And bearing in mind, we can't go and buy anybody until January, so is Lamella the solution? Are we waiting for Delhi to come back? Are we waiting for... The Celso to, to, to get match fit and, and, and fully integrated um, where does the solution lie and and, and uh, one thing that fans never have is patience but do we have to be a little bit patient in order to adjust in a post Ericsson world
2: uh, I think so I think I think patience is going to be a, a huge part of what this season entails I think it's, there's going to be a lot of frustration as well I think to be honest I, I don't think you can get to a Champions League final and then have the next season be above and beyond. Because, you know, where do you go from there? You've, you've reached the, the, the pinnacle of world football. Yes, we didn't win it. We didn't win the final. But everything else from that point is going to feel like a bit of an uphill slog. Um, and the thing is, I, I don't want anything to take away from how, the joy I felt during that Champions League com- campaign. But, you know, you, you look at the league at the same time and it's like you, you can't have your cake and eat it. it is going to be a case of, of of one or the other with, with us i think and i think you like you say java um i think eric in the it probably is going to be the solution for for a short-term problem i like, i think long term i think obviously delhi for, for me takes that number 10 role um behind kane um I think, as well, I think we were missing Ndombele yesterday, and uh, although he hasn't fully integrated in the, into the team, much like La Celso, um, it would be interesting to see who drops out when he comes back into the side. Whether it, d- Does he still play a, a, a three with Winks, Sissoko and Ndombele? Because, like you say, that isn't the most creative midfield. And, and I think we had a debate... Um, in the last pod about whether all three of them could play together. So, you know, when when all the options do come back, I think it is going to be a case of um, Delhi sitting into that number 10 and, you know, um, Ndombele and either Winks or... I can't see Ndombele and Sissoka playing together. I think you need that Winks um, presence, even though he's... Been under fire as well from his performance yesterday, but it's like you say. You know, how, how do you judge? How do you judge the future on mm. on one terrible game? Because, in, like you said, nobody gave a, a, a decent showing of themselves. So you know you can't really predict. Oh, as far as I can see, f- for me, Lamella isn't a long term solution to that to that Christian Eriksen problem. For me, it's very much a case of of, of Delhi Ali spot to then. To then get back, um. I, I don't see anybody really challenging him. But then I think that's probably where we have an issue with Christian Eriksen because it, it'll get to a point where, you know, who does challenge for that position? And you and you have a, a Christian Eriksen in in a position for the best part of seven years, and he's he doesn't progress as much or as quickly as he as he should do because he doesn't have anybody biting at his heels t- in order to get that place back. So you know. I, I I, I don't want that to sort of detriment deli Alley, but I think with with Deli at this stage is going to be a case of getting him fit again and getting him into that back into that side
1: I think ultimately in the long term it could be Le Celso, but that's you know I think we we are we've really got to be patient as as as, as fans with him I, mean, there was, I remember last week reading so much on online people saying that he should start against Newcastle and I'm like well oh, he's hard, he's hardly had a pre-season there's, there's no point rushing him in um you didn't can rush see
2: it. He didn't Sorry? rush lucas in he didn't rush lucas no, yeah, in exactly. when we signed lucas yeah. you know with people were calling for him to start yeah. all those you know when we first signed him and he he didn't rush lucas in and you know in the end we sort of we paid dividends for it in in what he's done in in the big games but potter's never been one for rushing a player in and and involving them straight away unless he's hundred percent sure that they're fit and able to to implement his philosophy absolutely and he,
1: even son in his first season he did he he was in in, in and out of the team it was really second season where he really pushed on um I, I think until until it's you know, so until such time that LaCelso's is ready um, if Ericsson did go then I think yeah, the Delhi would be the solution but but he's not Ericsson, so I think we'd, we'd have to adapt the way we play I think we would have to play slightly differently. Um, perhaps. This is
3: going to go on, though. I think this is the whole point. I think he, I think he wants to change the way we play, but he's not going to do it quickly. I think we got to the Champions League final, and the expectation is it was just going to push on. We bought a few players. I think, I think there's something a little bit more at, um, at hand here. And I think with Lossel, so he he's not going to just get the ball and ping it either side and then you know shuffle up. He looks a very different player. I don't think Delhi. I think Delhi needs to instead of Mora. I think Delhi needs to be up alongside Kane. But I think we are going to see a, a a change in the approach. I think, but it's just going to be it's going to be take a lot longer than people think.
1: Do you know what? I'm actually fine with that. I'm fine what? if I'm fine with if Pochettino has identified that we need to rebuild. We need to do things slightly differently in terms of the style of play going forward, and that's going to take a bit of time. Uh, he's the right man, I, I think, to, do, to 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 do that, and um, he should be backed. I don't mean financially backed, I, I, that sort of whole. Oh, well, Levy's not backing him, Levy out. I don't, I don't. I'm not talking about that. I mean, just you know, give him the time, let him get, let, on, let him get on with the task in hand, um, and and he should be there for the course of this season and into the next to 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 do that. Um, I'm more concerned, and if it's you know there'll, there'll be a bit of there'll be a few painful results along the way um, as as we sort of rebuild. That I'm that's fine. I, I can I can accept that as a fan. What I, what I would what I what I'm worried about is if there are things behind the scenes that you know that people aren't happy or that, or there's some discontent in in, in, the, in the dressing room. Hence the reason why maybe Yam's not involved or whatever it might be. Um, and then we get to a point where suddenly Pochettino I don't think he'll get sacked, but he decides he's had enough and, and he leaves halfway through a rebuild. And then we get somebody else in, Joe blogs, and they take another eighteen months to get their own players in, and that for me would be that that I really worry about that. Um and, and, and I see a lot of stuff today on social media, a lot of people saying Calling out Pochettino, a lot of people saying, "I'm not criticising Pochettino, but if he did leave, who do you think should, should?" You know, the 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 mindset seems to be shifting, and people have got to be very careful what what they wish for. Um, yeah. And and I just the last thing I think this club needs is another period of upheaval mm-hmm. with a new manager, and and then potentially with that you know a new manager comes in, you can see certain players like Deli or Kane not wanting to stick around because they're, they're that one of the reasons that they're still at the club is because of Pochettino, and then it, it, it's a massive transition. Oh, it's all depressing. Um,
3: I think, though, um, that that's one of the concern's real because one of the great assets of this team in the last four or five years is that band of brothers thing. That's the whole that's taken us so far that they're all really really close. Everyone's put everyone believes in the project. Everyone's uh, pulling together, and so yeah. I mean, I, I mean, who knows? It could be absolute rubbish, you know. A lot of this stuff about Jan or whoever, you know, it could all be rubbish. We don't know, and I think sometimes, obviously, social media makes it worse because not only have you got people giving out half-baked nonsense, you've got i itk accounts set up as like um, jokes, which just make it even more a
1: confusing.
3: Yeah. Who knows what's going on? I would, I would find it very strange to think that Pochettino and Yan have had like some massive falling out. Maybe he's just not, you know, maybe he has just come back a little bit un, not in good condition and but I, don't, I mean again how do I but, I have no
1: idea you know uh, I'm playing devil's advocate here slightly but, let, but let's say they have had just for the sake of argument let's say they have had a falling out that happens in any walk of life that happens in, in lots of jobs and companies where somebody's been there for a long time and then you know they, they might get to the situation where they get frustrated about certain things or about direction and, and, and they've Voice some discontent, and I've been in that situation in in in, in work scenarios, and um, unfortunately, usually there's only one winner in that scenario, and that's the boss. And Pochettino is the boss, and until such time that he's going to be the boss, he uh, he he will make those decisions about who plays and who starts, and and who comes in and 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 who goes out, and if him and Yan have have clashed. There's only going to be really one one winner. Um, uh, look at look at look at Man United. I can have f- lost count of the amount of top high-profile players that, that played in successful um, Man U sides over the years. Whether that was Paul Ince or or Yap Stam later on, Ruud van Nistrooy. Nistel- Nistel- good players who fell out with Ferguson. And there was only one one winner in that in that scenario, and those players were, were moved on, and the team was rebuilt, and and, and so forth. I know it's slightly different. I know they won a lot of trophies, and we haven't quite done that. But the point I'm making is that it, that that does happen, and um, you know, if 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 things aren't happy, then you know, I can only see one person uh, prevailing in that scenario, and and then rebuilding um, accordingly. Uh, question from Greg Taylor: Have we got time before the the next home match to move the goals to the side of the pitch? We appear to have forwards and sideways confused. <laughs> this might solve the problem. Um, yeah, it was a lot of slow passing side to side, and uh, yeah, it, it was just it was it was frustrating. Um, a, a, a few questions which I'll, I'll just group together because. Um, they all sort of address the same sort of thing. So, firstly, we've got Darren Pamenter. He says, what's happening with our club? Um, can't beat one of the favourites to go down. Best defender sitting on the bench. Our uh, Most creative player sitting on the bench. Can't break teams down who park the bus. Awful throughout the whole team. Um, what do we do to change this? So, that's that's the first one. A similar sort of note. Craig Willett, his, Willnitt, his Twitter handle is at CD Will, Willett, Uh And he says less a question and more a talking point we scraped through against villa scraped a point against city and have been dreadful for a long time in the league has that night in amsterdam papered over some serious cracks and then finally brian campbell is it complacency poor training poor game game management and why do i dread potch's press conference these days um there does so there does certainly seem to be you know that we talked about the 15 matches in the league where we've only picked up four wins and and the contrast of, of those glorious nights um at the Etihad and 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 in Ajax and getting to a Champions League League, league final it, it does somewhat have papered over the cracks and and there, there seem to be a few, few problems um are we in a crisis and, and how do we how do we how do we get it, get out of that
2: It's hard to. I mean, it's hard to. It's hard to to say because, like, you know, we're not privy to what goes on behind the scenes. If we had all the information, we could come to a, a better conclusion as but as to what, what state the club is in and, and whether we are going through a crisis. It it certainly. It's the most. How do I put this? It's the most worried I've felt under, Pochettino's tenure. This this last. This last little group of, of games, you know, in the league, uh, you know, I think you had the 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 point you made earlier Gilly, about this whole band of brothers thing. It, it has it has, you know, almost been like a badge of honour that you know our togetherness, as, as as fans with the manager and with the players, and and you know that was something that money couldn't buy you in the transfer market. That togetherness, and and when you suddenly start to you know, hear that there may be a chink in that armour, you know, it does... It, it The first thing it will do is worry the fans because you think, oh my gosh, is this is the beginning of the end of Pochettino's tenure, which which I hope it isn't. But to, to say how do we... How do we solve this issue? I think as fans, there's not an awful lot we can do except support the boys that are out on the field, you know, representing our club, whoever that is and whoever... Potch chooses to be there because at the end of the day he does make the decision of, of who lines up for us. As fans all we can do is, is support them um, but you know it's 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 certainly a worry but I, I mean I, I go back to our, our last transfer window and I think it was the Daily Telegraph that said that the four transfer targets that they had obviously got sources that had identified was and Lo Celso and um, Cess- Ryan Cessignon and Jack Clark. Now, all four of them were brought in, and two of them are are under the age of twenty. So, for me, I think you had a you hit the nail on the head with your point earlier, Jav, about it being a transitional season. Because I think you can't bring in transfer targets like that, with two of them certainly seeming like they're going for to, to, to the future. You know, if not the near future, certainly the distant future, and and sort of looking after our, our interests for, you know, way 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 down the line. I think that is going to be the case of of watching the the old garden, and I think that's probably what Pochettino, Pochettino meant in, in in a few press com- conferences ago, where he said it was going to be a, a painful a painful time, and all the fans were sort of like, what? What does he mean? What does he mean? What's mean? I, I, I think that's what it is. It, it's going to be painful watching. Players that we have seen for the best part of 10 years represent our club and who we've grown quite attached to and quite fond of, eventually walk out the door because we're having to then rebuild our team from the get-go again. And, and I think as long as Poch remains, I think you know, uh, that's as much as we can do. Is, is, is look to him and, and keep our faith with him as, as a manager and as a coach because he tends to get the best out of the players un, in his tenure. But mm. once they reach a certain age and, like you say, a level of fitness goes out the window, they they can't they can't um, physically keep up with his demands anymore. So the, the the painful thing is to depart and say, you know, we're going to have to, you know, call your time at this club to an end. And that and that will be will be painful. But if that's the way that we have to move forward, that's that's what we're going to have to face, I, I think, at, at the end of this point. And you know, I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to stick by what he wants to do. Uh, you, you know, if that's if that's what what he sees as our as our as our manager. Yeah,
3: I'm a, is that okay for me to speak? Go for it. I, sorry, I mean, yesterday was like. Um, it was very worst of AVB, I thought, you know, so sterile. And so in the short term, I think we really need to just somehow get that intensity, that tempo back that, you know, we know we can play. It doesn't have to be as manic as the uh, that year we ran Leicester close, you know. But we we in the short term, that's what we need to do, I think. In the long term, like I, as you've just said, and as I think we've all said at various points, it looks like there's something more than just, you know, Bringing new players in to fill old players' places and play the same way, in the same system. But like you say, that's gonna that's gonna take time. La- last season, when I, one of the times I was on the pod, there was a really good question. I thought was uh, a guy was saying about why don't we play the press anymore? Why we've got no intensity? And last year, I think it was towards the end of the season, we were tired, still going in different competitions, lots of key players, key players injured, lots of players like Trippier and Sissoko playing when they really shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have been playing. OK, we had the Wembley fatigue as well, and then a little upturn uh, when, when we went to the new White Hart Lane. But this year, mentally and physically, like yesterday, I don't know, it was hot yesterday, wasn't it? You at there, jab. It was very yeah, like, it, hot. it
1: was hot, but it's hot for both teams. Yeah, I mean, I know... It's, I know, I know, it's, it's
3: Nick. just sitting there, isn't it, and rather Shh. trying to find
1: space all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Newcastle have a different style of play, but... um But well, like, they it, don't
3: look physically or mentally fresh, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there a Champions League? we still, you know, we lost our biggest game of our history. You know, maybe there's something going on there. You know,
1: is, is it all there in the body language of certain players? And I'm thinking, I, I, Eri- I not I'm thinking, Ericsson.
3: I don't know, to be honest. I'm not very good at body language. You know, I, I don't know if, if it's there. If it's there, and I've written Eric Dyer down almost subconsciously on my uh, on my paper in front of me you know someone like that would have i don't know maybe again he's been in performances as well where we where we've struggled in the last few months but i don't know someone like him just to, i think i can't remember who said about leaders you know Jan's very much a leader Eric's a leader Harry seems very quiet i don't know not on the telly he doesn't seem to be cajoling when 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 the camera goes on him i don't know if he is if you're in the stadium to see it there seem to be i'm not saying that they just thought they turn up and win because i i don't think they are like that but there was very much we just keep it going there were, a chance will come the chance will come the chance will come and, and, it, and it just we didn't do enough to make the chance come we had a couple of two or three chances I think Zoe said they, they look dangerous on the break at times you know they get in beside we leave a lot of space in behind us and they got in behind it on two or three occasions which for, you
1: know. for me yesterday um, collectively we were poor yeah. the team was poor Pochettino possibly got a few things wrong and I'm talking about the way, way we set up rather than the personnel. Because if you look at the personnel, yes, you could make a case for Yam starting. Yes, you could make a case... I certainly will make a case for Ben Davis start, starting ahead of Rose. And, and it's possible that if those two had played instead of um, uh, Rose and, and Sanchez, we might not well have considered the first goal. And certainly you could make a case for Eriksen starting. Uh, and, and, you know, if, if if he's not 100% because he's got he's, he's thinking of... Uh, playing elsewhere. I, I understand why Pochettino doesn't want to start him. Um, but, yeah, you could you could make a case for starting all of those players and it might make some difference. But there have been loads of times last season when, when Ericsson started and when Jan started and, and we've been poor. Um, so it might not have made a jot of difference, really. Um, we still could have lost that game because collectively the, the players just, just didn't look like they, they didn't look like they cared, really, and uh, and 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 they were poor. And I couldn't find, I couldn't find that opening. Um, they hardly had any shots, shots on target. They didn't work work as hard as Newcastle. They didn't run as far as Newcastle. Um, they had more of the, more of the ball, but but they did sweet FA with it. And but I think Pochettino got it wrong in in in, in his lineup. Um, uh, Going forward, how how you change it? I don't know. And I, I, the, the very naive part of me thinks that hopefully, you know, Pochettino's right when he talks about this group being unsettled, and and hopefully, come a week tomorrow, the window's closed, and then we can regroup and everything will will, will be fine. I I I don't really know what the solution is, other than I hope that 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 closing of the window suddenly everything's fine after that not too dissimilar to a few years ago and red Hat was manager and modric was, was was linked with a move away to chelsea and as soon as that window closed um modric knuckled down and and, and had a fantastic season for us and 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 collectively we got um we got we went on, on on a really good run and that that was the season where we started off with um back-to-back defeats against um united and city we got hammered against city as i recall um very briefly, just talking about European transfer window and I, we touched upon this last week and I think Zoe, you, you addressed it with David um, last week, so question for you Gilly really quickly, do you, do you see anybody, we've had um, and can do leave the club since we recorded the last podcast, do you see anybody going in the next week? Uh, I can see Ericsson going Anybody else? Rose? For
3: Tongan out of Ireland, people. I don't think people want Rose, do they? The people, uh, <laughs> the people who wants to go to them. Mm. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think maybe Ericsson should go. You know, if he's going to just go next next year, but again,
1: you know, I don't know. To be honest, I think it would be a great shame to lose a player of that ability. Yeah, but I agree. I would. It would be an even bigger shame to lose him at the end of the season for nothing, or or, or to have him around at the club when his his heart and uh, desire is, is, is elsewhere. Lawrence um, which was tremendous that year. He stayed. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Maybe Ericsson would be,
1: maybe he wouldn't be, who knows? Perhaps. So I, th- I think, I think I just, that situation just needs closure one way or the other. Um, and at the moment we're in this funny sort of no man's land where it's like, we're all just treading water a bit. And I think we either, he either needs to get, fit. if Ericsson's a, for the the one that Potricino is referring to, <laughs> Um, he either needs to go or stay, um, and and then at least we, you know we, we we know right. These are the players we, we've got. They're not about to go anywhere, and we've got them until, until January at the very least. The um, I, I know you answered very quickly. I will be very quick.
3: The likelihood, if you're Ericsson what do you do? You can go. The clubs you want to go to won't pay sixty million for you. saying yeah, that. but they'll probably pay. They'll probably take you on for nothing next year. Yeah, uh, this is his burning ambition. Why, he doesn't feel beholden to Spurs. Why why would he not stay and sign in January, you know, for someone? That's I'm sure that's what his agent's telling you mm. A fool not to
1: I think you I think you're you're, you're right, but but I think from from the flip side of that from from the club's point of view, I can I can see Le- Levy saying, well um we're not gonna wait till january Let, let's get get get, yeah. get 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 him out the door and then you've got that sort of tension um and and it's it's not going to be resolved until that window closes once it's closed he's either he's either left or oh he gets his way and he and he's there um and and at least we know that we've we've got him till january and we'll make the mo- most of him hopefully i mean to be fair somebody like um aaron ramsey um he he wasn't able to agree a, a new deal at Arsenal. He, he signed um, for Juventus in, in January last season, uh, pre-contracts, uh, and he he was very professional about about it. And when he, when he was selected for them, he, he, he put in good good performances. and And I'd like to think I hope that Ericsson would, would do the same. Um, Okay, very briefly, the Tottenham ladies, um, I, I think they they I haven't got the exact date in front of me, but I believe they kick off um, their league season starts uh, at some point in September. I think it's towards the end of September, but they're in pre season at the moment. Um, they were involved in a pre season friendly against Woolwich yesterday, um, and uh, they lost 6 0. Um, uh, Bex, um, our own Bex, who, who, who uh, does the, kindly of does all the, um, updates on, on the Tottenham women, I should call them. I said Spurs ladies, and she'll tell me off, uh, the Tottenham women. Um, uh, she did say right at the beginning of the very first podcast of, the, of this season that you know th- th- they're in the top tier now of, of, of um, women's football, and it will be a much, much tougher season. So they lost 6-0, but it, it, it was only a pre-season friendly, and, and hopefully they, they can... Draw some lessons from from that um, rather lose six 0 in a pre friendly than in a proper competitive game. Now, talking of Wulich, um we have got them next um, North London derby next Sunday away from home. Uh, Zoe, how do you feel about this?
2: Oh, I'm. I mean, <laughs> uh, I I'm always nervous for a derby. I, I I think it's no secret that you know I've, I've got a few uh few of the goon, a few Gooners in my family, so. For me, Derby's always um, a particularly tricky fixtures, and you always want to try and win just for just for peace and harmony in my house, really. But um, saying that, you know, I think Arsenal just come off the back of their first loss of the season against Liverpool. We've lost, and I think it it sets it up for for a really interesting, really interesting tie, and and uh, uh, it's going to be a case of, you know, we're away from home. Keeping things tight defensively is going to be just as important for us, I think, uh, than it was for, for Newcastle playing us yesterday. So, you know, as long as we don't get a hiding, you know, I'll, I'll take, I'll quite happily take take a draw at this at this stage. You know, get something away at the Emirates. I think it you know, it could be a case of, you know. Doing what we did against City, you know, suck, sucking up a lot of a lot of pressure and trying our best to sort of counter counter them because, you know, they aren't exactly um too strong defensively themselves. However, us however saying that they brought in David Louise from Chelsea and I mean, is a testament of how poor their defence was in that David Luiz looks to have actually strengthened strengthened them defensively, so I'm a, I'm not quite sure how much you can you can read into into that really, but uh, you know it's just they always they're always up for a a North London derby no matter what was what sort of form they're in or what sort of form we're in, so you know always hope for a win would take a draw can't lose. <laughs> Please, just anything, <laughs> anything but losing there. I don't think I could take it after, after yesterday.
3: Yeah. I I, <laughs> I think the last two years I've spent thinking, well, we, we just going to go there and beat them. We're, you know, much the better team. They was, they were struggling. We're just going to go there and beat them this year. I just, uh, I just want us not to be run over like we've been in the last two years. We, I, I would hope we're not just going to sit back and let them come on to us. I think we've got to go at them from the beginning, I think. I think we that's what I want from us, win-lose-all-draw. I just want to see us go toe-to-toe with them, frankly. Um, I, mean, I mean, what I would say about the Newcastle Newcastle thing is, I, I, I mean, I, did, I thought we'd win two, maybe towards the end it would get comfortable, win 3-0. But I wasn't surprised that they put in a much, much better shift from the week before where they were abject. Because that's what professional footballers do. You know, If they have, when they reach a low point, football's littered with the Titan. Like three days later, they put in an enormous effort, you know, to sort of overcompensate. But I'm sure you'll, you'll remember, Jav. When we played Leverkusen that time, we were equally horrible and lost 1-0 at home. And we oh, think, yeah. how, that was... we, how are we going to go to the Emirates and put up a show? And we ran all over them for 70 minutes up there. Yeah. So you can just never tell. But I really hope we just go toe-to-toe with them. I don't want to... You know, leave the 4-2 and the 2-0, whatever it was, the last two years. They just ran over us and uh, started running down in cars down the down the road. I just want to want to avoid that. Win, lose or draw. I just want us to really give them a a good go. So uh, I'm much more to add on on that really
1: because I've been burnt the last couple of years. I think it, on the back of yesterday's um, defeats. Uh, and what's generally going on at the club um i think our know, fans are a little bit downbeat i think coupled with that it's north london derby and i think i think as Tottenham fans we've, we've suffered so much over, over the years and particularly our, our form over there hasn't been you know very good i think it's um i think it's only one league win in um well one league win at at, at since arsenal moved to the to, to the Emirates in two thousand six and I think two in all competitions, uh, obviously winning the League Cup last year. So it, it, it's never an a, a, an easy hunting ground. Um and I think you know, Spurs fans sort of got this in built in fear and worry and concern of this about this game and and that we'll just be to coin a phrase Spursy and, and, and fuck it up and, and yesterday's result doesn't doesn't help. I think that I'm a firm believer that with Derbies and North London Derbies form goes out the window. I don't think if we, if we rather than concentrate completely on, our, on ourselves, and I think that that's that's what we're doing as fans. I, I look at, if I look at them, I don't think they're that good. I think I think they're still, they're vulnerable. I think they're still poorer at the back. Um, they've got a good forward line. They've got good players. You know, in in Aubameyang and Lacazette and and uh, Pepe. Um, I'm not overly con convinced by some of the supporting players they've got in midfield um, assisting those players and it would be interesting to see if all three of those strikers start or will it be two and if so which two um, but I, you know, their strengths will come going forward um, and I think they will very early on do what they did to us in the league last season away from home and they will press and make it difficult for us to, to get going and and try to get the ball out, of, out, of the, out from the back. I think it's how we respond to that and how we react and whether we want to get Game plan will ultimately decide whether we 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 prevail on the day. Um, but I think they will they will leave gaps at the back. They will, um, there will be gaps that we we can e- expose. We lost was it four two last season in the league, I think, at
2: yeah. their
1: place. Um, yeah, two. We scored two goals at, at their place. They will give you chances. They will. They are not a good side defensively. Um and I think that we can we are capable of get, getting a result. Um and uh I you know, I, I'm less worried about yesterday's performance going into North London Derby simply because I think form will, will just be thrown out of the window and I think the players will will, 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 will be pumped up and, and I I I genuinely believe I think I think we, we can get something. I really do. I really do. Um I'm more worried about yesterday and you know how good are we generally over the course of the season? D- you know, does yesterday highlight shortcomings with the squad and 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 w- with with the team? If we can't beat Newcastle at home, then I'm. I know it's one game, but and we're three games in. But I don't think we are on that basis i don't think we are credible challengers for the city and liverpool unless we turn things around quickly and i'm not sure that we can but in terms of next week i, I do think we can get something i really do i'm not going to make a prediction um because the last prediction I, I, I made was was woeful um when i said we would win 5-0 um but i'm i'm quietly confident we can get something um right let's finish off with the reoccurring questions on the podcast <clears throat> um Gilly, as it's your first time on the pod, so the two questions are firstly from our own John Steggles New White Hart, New White Hart Lane has been taken over by an international terrorist gang and Daniel Levy and Potch have been taken hostage. Which free players, past or present, do you gang up with a team style to free them and take them and take back the stadium? And the second question is from Sam Diggins who says, two Spurs players move into houses at either side of you who would you like them to be?
3: I gave this a little bit of thought um, and I've listened obviously the last two or three weeks on the, on the show so I, I've sort of gone with what few people have gone with, I've gone for a bit of um, brawn and uh, a little bit of intelligence, so I thought Paul Miller and Yorif, because they're both very, well Yorif to me is probably the toughest uh, player I've seen since I've been, in British football since I've been watching football and Terry Yorif and Paul Miller and I thought Paul Miller just over Roberts because I thought Paul Miller was a little bit more cynical than the uh, and, Robbo. and then i thought we could have someone like ardiles or mickey hazard and i probably i went mm. with uh, mickey hazard in the end to sort of chat them into submission
1: maybe it's a bit of a, a, bit of a charmer as well <laughs>
3: yeah so, <laughs> so, so so i sort of was going uh going along that line really so miller and yorrah for the brawn and then uh, maybe mickey hazard just uh just to chat them uh, chat them down make them see that life's uh, much better if they're being good boys and then the second one was two uh, so i tried to think of something um witty and stuff and failed miserably um but uh, so i just thought i'd just go with my favorite players so um is it this is past or present is this or any
1: uh you've got creative license go for it
3: well if it was past it would be perriman and ardiles who are you know still my two favorite um uh, spurs players of all time just with harry just uh loitering outside and then I th- um, if it was present, I thought Harry and Vatongan, just because um, they're my favourites and I just want to chat to them.
1: So it's very you could, exciting you could, answer you could, to that. But, uh, you, could, you could chat to Vatonga and find out how he got his yeah, black eye. Yeah, well, that's
3: true, yeah. Vatonga more than anything at the moment, more than anyone at the moment.
1: And if there was any friction between those two players, and if it was Harry Kane that calls the black eye, you'd be right in the middle. You'd, 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 you'd be the diplomat breaking it all up. Oh, I hope I wouldn't be the bunch bag in the middle. I wouldn't like very long. Maybe, maybe I'll have to pick someone else. <laughs> <laughs> right um the next podcast we will, we will be recording a week today the day after um the north london derby monday evening um, my guests on that occasion will be um john steggles and david fornell and we will of course be discussing the north london derby we'll also be looking looking back at the champions league draw um, that takes place this thursday um and as ever we'll be taking your questions but until then all that's left for me to say is thank you zoe
2: thanks guys cheers
1: Thank you, Gilly. Well, thank you. And until next time, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night.
0: Come on, Tottenham, the pace so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low of nights we fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night hey. Come on, Tottenham, stack it in the goal Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Pull on that white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the name's up on our shirt the Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her